I'm Tony Quello, and I'm the author of the ADA. I am totally committed to supporting Hillary Clinton for president. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited about our show today. First, Tony, thank you. Our Tony is just so involved in what's going on nationally with the Clinton campaign, and hopefully we'll be hearing from him on the show today. Um, a special shout-out to Yoshiko Dart. Thank you, Yoshiko, for your incredible support. And thank you, Highmark, who, by the way, scored 100 on the Disability Equality Index from the USBLN and the sponsor, one of the sponsors of this show, and Covestra, formerly Bear Material Science. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. Okay, I love my guest today. Love her. She is a rock star, and I am not kidding you. She is awesome. She is the executive director of the United States Business Leadership Network, Welcome, Jill Houghton. Thank you, Joyce Bender, and I love you. Um, thank you so much for this incredible opportunity to be on your show. Uh, it's such a privilege and an honor. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show. And hey, Jill, before we get going here, because I think we have a caller coming on the line, how about if you first tell our listeners what the USBLN stands for? It stands for U.S. US Business Leadership Network, and we unite business around disability inclusion. And how large is the USBLN? Well, uh, we represent more than 5,000 businesses around the country and have nearly 50 BLN affiliates, so we are a very robust an active uh, organization. Is this similar in some ways to the Chamber of Commerce, Joe? You know, it is. We are, we are an association of business focused on disability inclusion. So really, business helping business drive disability inclusion across their businesses. And really, truth be told, we are the brainchild of Tony Coelho. Uh, who really, uh, as the founder of the ADA, saw that it was so important that we have business at the table because they have the jobs. And so thanks to Tony Coelho when he was the chair of what used to be the President's Committee on Employment of People with Disabilities, he had the, the foresight to know that we needed to create this network and to get business at the table, teaching each other about how to include people with disabilities in their workplace and across their businesses. You know what? I was on the President's Committee, and Tony reported to guess who? President Clinton. I loved it because, oh, my goodness, if State Department Commerce, uh, Department of Defense, I don't care who it was on the board, if... They weren't hiring people. Uh-oh. Off he goes to the White House to President Clinton. So, you know what? That gives you an idea of how well he knows the Clintons. And, Tony, are you with us? Ma'am, Joyce, I am really excited that you would have Jill on the show today. Um, you know, I appreciate her, her comments just now, but... Everybody should know that the USBLN has become a real, real factor in regards to uh, jobs for those of us with disabilities. And it's primarily, and I say that without reservation, primarily because of Jill's leadership, uh, her personality, and her persistence. Um, she is a dynamo to have around, uh, but convinces the businesses that they should be involved in a non-threatening way, but she's persistent. 
and and they now have a system where uh, they identify whether or not the businesses are uh, doing what they say they're going to do in regards to hiring people with disabilities, and there's a scorecard in regards to that. It's it's just amazing what Jill has done. Um, you know, I I I really did think that it was important to do this, um, but you never know if it's going to really work because you have to have the right uh, people, right personality to lead something like this. And Jill has been spectacular. And I, I've said that to her personally, as she knows. I've said it publicly, as she knows. I say it again and again and again. It's just uh, she's amazing, and I love her for what she's doing. And I will add to that, like you, Tony, she is the singular reason I got so involved with the USBLN. Mm-hmm. So, Jill, here we are talking, talking. I think you should tell people about Tony at the conference also. Hey, Jill, before, before you do that, I just want you to know we don't think you're dead. You're a real compliment. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm glad. This is a eulogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we wouldn't have this organization if it weren't for you, Tony. And, and I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean, you were the one that introduced the ADA, and you were the one that had the foresight to and saw the importance of bringing business to the table and what that meant. Um, and Joyce, you have been at the table, you know, since the beginning as well and have really uh, helped every step of the way to help us build this effort. And so without the two of you, uh, we wouldn't be where we're at, and certainly we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Uh, speaking of a lot of work ahead of us, Joyce, you asked about the conference, and um Tony is going to be with us at the conference, which is, and as are you, uh, which is a, a huge honor. And um, he is going to be with us because we're uh, convening a global roundtable with uh, corporate leaders from around the globe, as well as be with us for our uh, awards uh, dinner, uh, where we look forward to paying tribute to him and to um, being the, the, our founder. Who, who, who had the foresight to create uh, the USBLN. So we're Tony, really excited. Yes, Tony, if you don't mind, I have a little story, and then, and then I have a question about Secretary Clinton. My little story. Okay, Tony almost got several of us attacked, and this is why. He, at the President's Committee, this is what led to the USBLN, they would have a conference every year. And every year, the whole year, the President's Committee would work on that conference. All year. So Tony would say, hey, how many companies were there? Oh, only a few. Tony said, well, I'm going to tell you, by next year, if I don't hear there are a lot of companies there. I am not going to have the conference again. And sure enough, he ended it. This is why I said we were almost attacked by many people in VR. But he ended it, and it went on and led to the USBLN. Tony, Joyce, is that the only correct? part of that story that you're missing is that we had the conference and we had a, a dance, as you know. And, and uh, the problem was is that People with disabilities, which were practically everybody there, uh, people with disabilities uh, uh, didn't dance. And I said, look at uh, people with disabilities, including me, can dance. And if <laughs> we're not encouraging people to dance, I'm not going to have a dance anymore. And, uh, and I said, that means next year it's over if we don't do it. And sure enough, People started dancing, and and then of course uh, at your events you you have people dancing and so forth. But I I was so determined to make sure that people with disabilities were included in everything we did, uh, not only jobs but just in social life and so forth. That is so important. And Joe, I don't know if you know what he's talking about, but every year Bender has a holiday party, and every year we have a DJ, and dancing, and I can tell you it came from that when I saw Tony do it. That's what gave me the idea. So he's right. He is right on about that. And, Tony, um, you know, 
thank you. We had a soundbite from you early talking about your commitment to Secretary Clinton. I just wanted to ask you, since you know them both so well, do you believe there will be a huge increase in the uh, support of people with disabilities when she becomes president? Well, absolutely. As you know, Joyce, um, no uh, presidential candidate has supported our community like uh, Hillary is doing now. Um, at the convention, there were 35 mentions in the platform, um, 19 different sections. Practically every speaker who spoke at the convention mentioned disabilities, of course, including Hillary and President Clinton and President Obama. Uh, and uh, in the past, I've been going to conventions for decades. In the past, if disabilities was mentioned once, we'd yell and scream and get excited. Uh, every day, disabilities was mentioned, uh, mentioned at this convention. And on the Tuesday of the convention was the 26th anniversary of the ADA. Uh, it was celebrated that day, uh, starting off with Harkin giving a summary of five, uh, five minutes as to what the ADA has done, and then signed uh, about it. It was really exciting to see that, and the stage was filled with, with people with disabilities. So while the national anthem was sung by an individual uh, who was uh, blind or who is blind. And, and so it, the, the whole recognition of us in all kinds of different ways is really exciting. President Clinton is the one that, that uh, helped me get 503 started because we didn't have a definition. We didn't have the data. And so he helped make that happen and, of course, that was just imposed in re- with uh, President Obama just last year. But can you, can you imagine, uh, the, with all the things that President Clinton helped get started, uh, what President Clinton Hillary would do uh, with all those tools that are now available, including uh, Obamacare and preexisting conditions and so forth? It'll be finally, 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 uh, those of us with disabilities will be at the decision-making table, the policy-making table on everything. We're going to be included for the first time like every other community. Uh, we're, we'll be there. And this is exciting with her as president. Being that I'm a talk show host, and then Jill will go back to you, don't think we forgot about you. But being that I'm on this show, you know, I like to be controversial. So, Tony, I saw the ad one of the ads where it shows um, Donald Trump making fun of a person with a disability. What, what impact do you think that had nationally? It's the number one uh, ad in regards to positive reaction uh, or negative reaction with Trump, however you want to look at it. And it, it impacts not only those of us with disabilities, but is one of the highest ranking uh, ads in regards to women. Um, and so it's had a huge impact. Now, if you take that ad where Trump is making fun of this New York Times reporter um, and has uh, Trump is flailing and so forth, um, then you take what he and Fox News is doing right now in regards to saying that uh, Hillary uh, probably has seizures and is incapable of being president of the United States. Uh, it's despicable. Um, what is happening here to we have fought hard over the years, uh, several decades now, in trying to get rid of the stigma in regards to those of us with disabilities. Uh, we've, ha- we've made great, great progress. But with Trump and what he's doing right now with the, the making fun of the reporter and now implying that Hillary has uh, seizures, this is setting us back. Uh, people will start to assume that we can't do things. And we've been fighting hard to say that we can do things just like anybody else. So it's despicable what's happening. I'm, I'm really upset about it. Uh, Hillary wins. We can start to get back on the right path. But this is not, uh, this is not very helpful. Oh, well, I didn't know that. And, you know, being that we have seizures, what that also means is that he's saying that would make you incapable. That's so, what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that, and that's really terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, Tony, 
I know you have to go, but I just want to thank you so much for taking time to call in. Jill, do you want to say anything to Tony in closing? Yeah, I just want to say thank you. I mean, I think what you just talked about, um, about working to get disability infused in the convention and, and mentioned in the Democratic platform in, what, over 35 mentions? Is that what you said? That's right. Um, is historic and um, so important. And, and, you know, I know it took a village, but it took a village under your leadership, and it wouldn't be possible without you and your leadership. And I just want to say thank you. You're welcome, Jill. Thank you. And I, it's so important for our community to continue to make progress. And anything I can do, which you're doing as well and Joyce is doing, all of us together um, make a difference here. I think it's great that you're on the show, uh, Jill. Uh, I, I love you. You know that. And, uh, Joyce, thanks for having me on. Uh, anytime, Tony. Anytime. Thank you for calling in. Welcome. Bye-bye. Is he not, like, the most awesome person, Jill? Beyond. Beyond. Um, to say that we love him would be an understatement. Um, yeah, he's, he's gold. Yep. The real deal. He is. Well, Jill, let's talk about the USBLN board. Uh, I just want to say, everyone, you know, uh, the State Department sent me to South Korea uh, to represent the country about the employment of people with disabilities. May I tell you, they knew about the USBLN in South Korea. So that just shows you what a great job Jill is doing and what a great job she's, that we are doing with our chair and with the board. So, Jill, tell us about the board and about the chair. So we have an incredible board. Um, we have a board of, of 15 uh, corporate leaders, including one uh, student leader, because we've got a representative from our student advisory council. But um, we have a, really a chair that um, has raised the bar in unbelievable ways. Um, his name is Steve Pemberton. He's the global chief diversity officer from Walgreens Boots Alliance, and um, he is—he's an incredible man. He's not just an incredible leader. Um, you should check out his book, uh, A Chance in This World. Uh, he's got an amazing life story about growing up in the foster care system and, um, and had a mom who, who had a disability, who uh, wasn't, didn't get the help that she needed to be, able to, have, to be able to get a job. And she couldn't get her kids back unless she got a job, and so she never got a job, she never got her kids back, and she never got help. And um, he's really deeply committed uh, to disability inclusion, and you can see that through his actions, not only in Walgreens, but by the, you know, the work that he does with other companies. Uh, I would just also call out our vice chair is the chief accessibility officer of Microsoft, Jenny LaFleury. And she is, just, she is just really cool. She happens to be somebody who's deaf, and um, she is uh, Microsoft's first Chief Accessibility Officer. She's a lot of fun. She's a very passionate leader, very, very smart, and is really moving uh, the needle on accessibility. And then uh, equally awesome, our Secretary Treasurer, Regina Hayward, who is the Senior uh, Vice President of Corporate Supplier Diversity, um, is just a really strong leader who is very, very well regarded in the, in the corporate supplier diversity space and is really pushing the needle to include disability-owned businesses in uh, corporate procurement. So we have a real nice, uh, you know, kind of well-rounded leadership that don't just sit in diversity but actually sit across the business. And I know them. They are such talent, such leadership added to the board of the USBLN. Steve is phenomenal. Um, what is the name of that book, Jill? A Chance in This World. I would say you've got to read that book, everyone. You've got to read that book. It, it is so yeah. powerful. So powerful. powerful. And, you know, uh, sadly, because you mentioned Jenny, who is deaf, I just want everyone to know how completely outraged not only I but uh, Voice America is about the father 
who is a person who was deaf, stopped by a state policeman and signed, and the state policeman shot and killed him because he didn't understand what was going on. My heartfelt sympathy uh, goes out to the family. You know, just another tragedy with uh, a need for training uh, in the deaf community and other communities, but I just wanted to, uh, in behalf of Voice America and this radio show, just send out um, our deepest sympathies to that family. Um, I'm sure, Jill, that Jenny knows about that, and I'm sure that that will have an impact on her. A hundred percent. Our hearts uh, and prayers go out to uh, that the family and and you know as a nation we really need to work to to create awareness and to prevent these these needless um, you know uh, atrocities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, Jill, I want to tell you um, as I mentioned earlier when I was in South Korea. Uh, they knew about the Disability Equality Index. And you launched this in 2014, and now it is so well-known. I can't believe how well-known. Well, all the way to South Korea. Uh, could you explain okay. this tool to our listeners, what it is, uh, how you get involved? Could you explain it? Sure. Uh, you know, that's amazing that it's traveled to South Korea, and it's really interesting because we've received um, – People reaching out from all over the world wanting to learn more about the Disability Equality Index, and I would tell you that we'll just uh, refer to it as the DEI, and it's a joint initiative with another organization that I think is very near and dear to your heart, the American Association of People with Disabilities, or AAPD. So the DEI is is a joint initiative between the USBLN and AAPD, and it was really intended to help uh, business, to create a tool to help business get better, and including people with disabilities really across the business. So uh, it provides companies with an objective score of 0 to 100, and it it awards points on on four major categories, culture and leadership, enterprise-wide access, employment practices, and community engagement and support services. And um, essentially, companies need to uh, answer questions, and then they need to substantiate their answers. So uh, they, it takes about 40 hours to complete. It's a really substantive um, tool for a company to go through. And then at the end of it, it's not just about getting a score. Um, certainly companies that score an 80 or above are recognized as a best place to work for people with disabilities and receive a special logo and award and lots of recognition. But really more than that, I think companies want to know, they want to know how to do better. So they don't want to just get a great score and be done, but they want to know um, what they can be doing. And this tool is giving them... Uh, a vehicle to convene a conversation internally and get on the radar screen of senior leaders to talk about things like, for example, the accessibility of technology or to talk about employment and their recruiting and and hiring practices. So it's really intended to help a company advance disability inclusion. Now, if you're a company listening to the show right now, and by the way, uh, Highmark, um, who, who else, Jill, scored 100? There were actually uh, a whole host of companies that scored 100. So it's companies, um, I should be prepared to tell you this. Uh, I mean, was, is it like uh, Northrop Grumman, people like that? Absolutely it is. So there, I know there are federal contractors, and I'm sorry. So it's folks like Aetna and AMC and Ameren and American Airlines, Anthem, AT&T, BAE Systems, Booz Allen Hamilton, Boston Scientific. The list goes on. There's, there's a huge list, Wells Fargo, Walmart, 
you know, Starbucks, TD Bank, uh, Boeing, United. It's a very significant group of companies that score to 100. And it is. But, folks, if you're listening, there are thousands more, thousands more of corporations. You could be part of this because I just want to say, and actually, Jill, I'll, I'll ask you this question, but do you believe that that will make a difference in attracting people with disabilities for employment and getting people to self-identify voluntarily, self-identify, as you know, with Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act, we now have affirmative action for the employment of people with disabilities. What impact do you think that will have? So, you know, we believe that, I, and I don't think it's a novel belief. I mean, I think we've, we see this in the DEI, and, and essentially we, we know this, that culture trumps strategy. And so, you know, companies that are really committed to disability inclusion, that it's not just about getting a strategy in place to recruit, to hire, but that it's, it's bigger than that, right? That, that companies really need to be committed to creating a, a culture where people can feel safe to bring their whole selves to work and be valued. And, and um, so the 503 um, is absolutely something that has brought out, you know, numerous companies to really start working on this issue and to ask questions around self-identification, et cetera. Um, but these companies need, now they need to step up. And the, the DEI, we believe that over time that this, the DEI can be a game changer for business and that it can really be a tool that as they work on becoming disability inclusive and, and branding themselves as such, that this may be a tool to help attract retain, advance, and, and encourage people to say, you know, hey, this company is really committed. I can see it. I can see it in everything that they do. And you know what? I'm proud to have a disability. And I, I really, I feel like it's safe, like it's not going to be used against me. And you know what? I'm going to check that box with pride because this company values me for who I am. Um, and so... We believe that over time we're going to get to that point and that the DEI can help contribute to that, but we got a lot more work to do. Right, and you know, just like with uh, HRC, you know, people from the gay and lesbian community, they check. They go to see how is this corporation uh, rated. You know, are they uh, gay-friendly? What are they like? And this is what we want. We want people with disabilities to see how did they do on the Disability Equality Index. You know, instead of thinking of it as a negative, I, you know, I think of it uh, as a positive uh, it, because it is a tool you can use to get people to join the company. I mean, that is the way I view it. I view it as a very positive thing. And just as you said, Jill, if you work for a corporation, the more the culture shows they are disability friendly, the greater the probability that you will be willing to self-identify. I really believe that, and I also believe it will give you an edge attracting people with disabilities to work for the company. Um, and Jill, anyone listening right now, any corporation, how do they register for this? What do you do? So if you go to disabilityequalityindex.org on uh, September 8th, registration is going to open for the 2017 DEI. And companies have between September 8th in early January to get registered. And then at that point, registration will close and companies will receive access to the survey in mid-January and they'll have until mid-April to uh, turn in their submissions. So, uh, again, disabilityequalityindex.org. It's absolutely an opportunity that you don't want to miss out on. And I hope everyone 
takes time to do that, but also, I guess, to become a member. How do you become a member, Jill, of the USBLN? If you want to become a member of the USBLN, uh, probably the easiest thing to do is you you can email me at jill at usbln.org, and I would love to, to meet you and introduce you to members of our team. If you're looking for more information and just wanting to know, well, what is the USBLN and what are your programs, you can go to usbln.org and learn more information there. Um, And, Jill, what is the website? usbln.org. And I just want to say again, you know, this is a first-class organization, but it's a powerful organization. I mean, I can say from a business perspective, what a perfect marriage with the American Association of People with Disabilities, which, as everyone knows, is a disability rights membership group, just a perfect marriage. And I was the chair of the board of AAPD, so I'm still proud, so proud that you work together. So, you know, that is awesome. And in a minute here, oh, we have a clip now from the Clinton campaign, from Secretary Clinton. So I'm going to take a break and play that, and then we'll be right on with Jill Houghton. You know, uh, the rights of uh, people with disabilities is something that I care uh, deeply about, and we've got to do much more than we're doing. I tried really hard to get the um, UN-negotiated Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities to pass our Senate, because it's a treaty, and we, we couldn't get it through the Republicans, and it was such a disappointment. Uh, their attitude was, we're not signing on to anything that the UN does, which is kind of strange since air traffic control and postal systems and a lot of other stuff actually have some UN connection. But that's the level of you know, Tea Party mentality that unfortunately we are uh, living with. And so I want us to do much more here at home. I still want to get the convention uh, agreed to. So I think there are a number of things. Specifically with respect to autism, as you know, I've laid out a plan. I'm the only person running for president. I did it in 08. I've done it again this time because we've got to do much more. We have to do much more on research, early intervention, job training, housing, the whole range of uh, benefits and opportunities that need to be available to people on the spectrum. So that's going to be a high priority for me, and I'm glad you're here talking about it. When it comes to jobs, um, we've got to figure out how we get the minimum wage up and include people with disabilities in the minimum wage. There should not be uh, a tiered wage, and right now there is a tiered wage when it comes to facilities that do provide opportunities but not at a self-sufficient wage that enable people to gain a degree of independence as far as they can go. So I want us to take a hard look at raising the minimum wage and ending the the tiered minimum wage. Oh, very powerful. And I want to say thank you to the Clinton campaign and to uh, Secretary Clinton for agreeing to us having this. Um, and I think it makes some very strong points. So thank you very much. Um, and we are back from that break. Jill, um, we were talking about the USBLN before uh, Secretary Clinton came on. The conference. When is the conference? Uh, our annual conference is right around the corner, uh, September 19th through the 22nd. We will be in Orlando, Florida at the JW Marriott Grand Lakes Hotel. Uh, for more information or registration, you can go to usblnannualconference.org, and we are... Uh, we're actually trying to finagle getting a bigger room because um, we're bulging. We are uh, larger than ever, uh, and we are 
doing some, uh, <laughs> uh, trying to get some more space to accommodate uh, such the demand that we have. Well, I'm going to give everyone an example. Jill, how many people did you have last year at the conference? Last year we had 800. And, and Jill, uh, am I correct yep. that you had to turn people away? We did. And, how many? Um, we're, well, over 200. I was going to say, we're not talking about 10 people, folks. That no. is how... Powerful. When I said people love the USBLN, to me, that's the best example right there. Uh, so, Jill, people can still go? People can absolutely still go, although we're getting touch and go with, uh, <clears throat> with where we're at. We're, uh, last I checked, we were over 850. Um, so we're getting close. Uh, one thing that I'd call out that's one of my favorite things about the conference is our Rising Leadership Academy. So we, this year we will have over 80 rising leaders. So by that I mean juniors, seniors, and recent graduates with disabilities who will uh, descend upon Orlando on September 17th, and they'll be there through the end of the conference. And so in addition to having the opportunity to interact with, uh, you know, corporate peers, uh, certified disability-owned businesses, BLN affiliates, you also get to meet these awesome rising leaders. So it's absolutely something that you don't want to miss. You know what? And that is so great. That is really great because young people with disabilities, we need new leadership. You know, when people say, who are the leaders? We cannot talk about the same people over and over. And that is just Awesome. Another great reason to be there. Uh, one more time, the website, Jill. USBLNAnnualConference.org. All right. Um, so there is something else, Jill, that I really love, and that is the Disability-Owned Business Enterprise. Um, could you explain that uh, and that certification, and also the impact and opportunity for entrepreneurs with disabilities. What does it do for you? So first of all, Joyce, I just want to shout out that you are one of our first certified disability-owned businesses, so thank you. I'm very um, proud to be one. We're, we're proud that you're one, so thank you. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't know about supplier diversity, and it's actually supplier diversity started in the 60s and was intended to help minority-owned businesses gain access to contracts with uh, the private and public sector. And so out of that grew these third-party certification entities that certify a business as being 51% owned, operated, controlled, and managed by. And so there are entities for minorities and women and LGBT, and we, the USBLN, are the certification body for disability-owned business enterprises and service-disabled veteran disability-owned business enterprises. And so essentially... There's a process that one goes through to become certified where you have to prove that you meet the, the qualifications, that you have a, a physical and a mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities, and then you demonstrate your, your ownership, management, and control of the business, um, and that you're a for-profit entity. Um, and at the other end, you know, certification, it may not be for everybody. It's certainly not a guarantee of business contracts. But what it is, is that for some businesses, certification then um, can be like the cherry on top to help you set yourself apart from your competitors when you're going to win a contract. Um, that you can demonstrate that you're uh, uh, disability-owned. Uh, as a result of being what we call Adobe or an SDD Adobe, 
we give you access to corporations and to state-level governments for, for business opportunities. So while we're growing our USBLN members, we're also growing the number of companies that recognize and include doing business with Dobies and SDV Dobies. And that's really important to get these corporations to begin to recognize our certification and then to go a step further and to start to set goals and hold themselves accountable for their spend and for what they're doing to generate business with Dobies and SDV Dobies. Um, so we're that bridge. Um, and in addition to working with our corporate partners, we're also starting to work with state governments because our goal is to get to 50 state governments and to get state procurement to begin to include Dobies and SDV Dobies. Um, we certainly want to crack that nut at the federal level as well. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a really signature program, and we wouldn't be able to build it without the support of Dobies like Bender Consulting and Joyce Bender, who've been with us since the start. And I would encourage everyone. This is such a great thing, so groundbreaking. Really, it is historic. And Jill, I think you worked with the state of Massachusetts, correct? You know, I think if I was to tell you what one of our biggest accomplishments was this year, I'd tell you it was getting the state of Massachusetts in November of 2015 to not only recognize the USBLN certification and include Dobies and SDV Dobies, but they actually signed like a, an exclusive agreement with us and um, will work with the USBLN for the next 20 years to include Dobies, disability-owned businesses, in their state procurement, and not just Dobies that reside in Massachusetts but it's actually for Dobies all over the nation to get into their portal and do business with um, Massachusetts. And we're actually really close, uh, the state of Pennsylvania. Yay. Um, in sept- September of last year, uh, Governor Wolf did an executive order to include disability-owned businesses, and we've been working with their procurement office to do the same thing and recognize the USBLN certification. So these are really, really important wins. And it wouldn't be fair to say we do this with the help of our friends at the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. So we really fly together with NGLCC. And together we're really working hard to drive the inclusion of LGBT and disability-owned businesses together because we, we feel like when we when we... When we work together, we win together. And um, so, you know, more to come. We've got 48 more states to go. But um, together, all things are possible. So, Jill, you know when uh, states put out, you know, proposals uh, for a contract, will this get to the place where it will stipulate uh, a percentage has to go to a disability-owned business enterprise? That's where we want to get. We've got a ways to go because right now we've got to get our feet in the door and get recognized. And then once we get the recognition piece, then we can start moving towards goals. So absolutely, that's where we want to get to because we want disability-owned businesses to have equal access to um, you know economic opportunities through contracts because obviously as a business owner it's another form of employment right I mean you are a business owner it is your job and so uh, businesses owned by people with disabilities should have equal access to those opportunities through contracts and you know I agree with you uh, 100% Jill I just want to applaud you uh, number one it's groundbreaking. I mean, it's just amazing, unheard of. So I compliment you for what the USBLN has done. But also, Jill, I believe once you get that across the country and get it in place, hey, that could be the thing that cracks that nut with the federal government. 
Amen. And I think Hillary Clinton, I think she could help us. Yes. Yeah, that is a great policy. So, uh, right. That's something that we hope will happen. So, Jill, is there a special message that you would like to leave with our listeners today? You know, I think if I were going to summarize it, Joyce, I'd say that the bottom line is is that disability inclusion is a competitive advantage Um, and that if businesses aren't working to include disability, then they're completely missing out. Um, You know, disability inclusion leads to, it leads to innovation. Inclusion is a catalyst for change. So I would say that disability inclusion is a competitive advantage that will set you uh, apart from your competitors. And I believe that also, uh, Jill. And I just want to mention that there isn't anything as powerful as talking to other companies about hiring people with disabilities or access or training. And that is why I think that USBLN conference is so powerful because, you know, I can talk about it, but it is very powerful when you hear that from another company, from someone at the sea level. These companies are competitive. They are so competitive, and we see it day in and day out whether it's through the Disability Equality Index, whether it's through the conference, even if it's something like through our mentoring program. If one company learns that another, you know, that one of their competitors was, was participated in our mentoring program, and let's say that they had 20 people signed up to be mentors, then the next year we can see the company that was jealous make sure that they signed up 30 people to be mentors because they, they're competitive and they want to do better and be better than, than their industry competitors. And so we see that in everything that we do, that business sees that disability inclusion provides a competitive advantage and they want access to the talent. And so they're hungry to be better than the other. That is right, and you don't want to be left out. Uh, Again, when is the conference, Jill? Uh, September 19th through the 22nd, Orlando, Florida. Uh, For more information, usblnannualconference.org. You can register, and you can also download the full agenda there. You've got the full agenda. All right. Well, first of all, uh, Jill, thank you so much for being our guest today. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Joyce Bender. It's a, it's a, it is a true pleasure not to just be on your show, but to have the opportunity to work together. Um, you are a leader who has made so many things happen um, in our movement and, uh, and, and in the business community, the work that you've done with countless companies, uh, whether it's Highmark or, or Bear or, you know, the list goes on and on. And um, thank you for your leadership and for the partnership and for the opportunity to be with you today on your show. It was my pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, and thank you for the comments. But, you know, Jill, just as you said before, it takes a village. And that is so true. Uh, The quote we're going to end the show with today is from none other than Tony Coelho. And the quote is, work gives us dignity. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. Go join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 